self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are a conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i was too lazy to come up with somebody for this week so i'm just calamity ready all right <laughs> And we're Conversation Con Artists back for another fantastic episode. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at Red underscore Calamity. Also, we are still doing the listen letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you'd like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is ConversationConArtists at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artists, and send it to us that way. We didn't get a letter this I week. Do, oh, I do. I forgot. No, oh. we didn't get a letter, but I do want to call out some responses that we got from some people on twitter oh and on um soundcloud app so i appreciate that marlon doyle this ain't the first time he done sorted us us out but he sent this one before colin came on oh okay just didn't do it last week with colin here he said no man should expect to move in a woman home without paying he should pay a thousand dollars a month and nothing else um property taxes and insurance are not free Okay. Oh, somebody tagged me and she said $800 because of property taxes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I didn't know much about property taxes. Is property taxes a yearly thing? Or you have to pay thing? them every year because my, my family owns some land in Talladega and my mom pays the taxes on them yearly. So, yeah, even after you own a home, you don't own the land. Is $800 a month how much it costs yearly or Probably monthly? No. no, it ain't. She paid one yearly fee. I think that's a yearly. And is it eight thousand dollars or eight? You don't know. Oh, mama! I know mama ain't paying on eight thousand dollars a year, so <laughs> I know it ain't that damn much because she wouldn't pay it. <laughs> Man. So, but yeah. keep it, this. Yeah, it's for I don't know how big the land is. Your mama like, might be one of them mamas that's rich, but pretend like she was broke I her wish whole the life. Fuck, I would find that shit. And then when so she mad. dies, she gonna leave y'all enough money to be good for the rest of your lives. I'd be cool with that. I take it back. You I would? would be fine with that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be all right with it. Mm, you be all right with it now since it benefits you, huh? Yeah. That ain't that how most people are? <laughs> it no. benefits me. Some people be mad. You know, some people get the money and, and shit on it and then set it on fire. They are psychopaths and crazy. There ain't no fucking way. Please, if if at this age, if I was able to to not have to work and be be straight for the whole rest of my life, I wouldn't give a damn. I wouldn't get upset by her sitting on it. I wouldn't care. And uh, we got a mention from uh, Carefree Black Nerd. Appreciate that. Um, he said, Mr. On Point has some great points. I want to hear more. I have no choice but to subscribe. Appreciate you, my good sir. And then we have uh, Senora Canelo, Miss Cinnamon. Thought you might enjoy the, uh, this episode on the dark side of the gaming industry in season four. It tied in with the conversation. It's um, Hassan Minaj's show. I can't think of the name of it right now. It's uh, Patriot Act with Hassan Minaj. It's like a TED talk with uh, a big iPad behind him, so he be like oh. videos and stuff. It was like his stand-up special. Oh, okay. You probably still don't know who he is. No, but, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, appreciate y'all for the tweets and the shout-outs. Um, and uh, thanks for the support. We appreciate it. Oh, Most definitely. I listen, and usually I attribute social media related relationship problems to young folks, but I discovered this week 
that it's just insecure ass people in general of course there i mean i I just have a level of expectation i guess like as as you get to be a certain because like you grew up without social media (laughs) You never had that. You had relationships for a long time before the social media shit happened. But it's people breaking up about fucking Facebook statuses and shit. Like, first of all, I don't be on Facebook like that. I don't. I don't even be on my Instagram. I'm trying to get better at that, but I just don't give a shit about social media enough that I'm on it like that. And I don't understand other people that like. Every day you logging into your significant other shit, and who is this bitch? Why you? Why you friend befriended this dude? What? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you care? Why are you like cyber stalking the person that you with? That doesn't make. Listen, if you go looking for something, you gonna find it. And if you at a point in your relationship where you don't trust that person, and you constantly on their social media picking fights about shit. The problem is the trust in the relationship. It's not social media. It's the fact that you feel a need to go and have a shit pulled up all the time in real time, getting mad about shit as it happens. 42 seconds ago, I saw that that bitch liked your status. Why? Like, what? Why are you on it like that? What do you mean? But it's not just young people. I think sometimes... You know the 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 younger generation get a bad rap for being so intertwined and so. But some of y'all old people is out here doing the same goddamn thing. I mean, worse. I think it's problematic to like assign those to ages because it's some young people out here with a flip phone with ferns and fucking <laughs> pruning shears and goddamn gardening and shit. And it's an old person out here on the goddamn Facebook every hour, like my grandmama. She on Facebook commenting on shit that is so crazy my grandmother didn't even know how to work a computer let alone set up a facebook and, and be on the shit my granny be on my pictures talking about love you but don't love your beard bye oh, uh, <laughs> oh people so damn shady they yeah. be shady as fuck. i can't wait to get on so i can be that shit cool gonna check ain't nobody gonna say shit no, you I, I had a conversation with somebody about old people man i think old people don't have the system by which they are concerned with how people feel <laughs> with their delivery or their what they got to say no they don't that's a problem that's (laughs) a problem you need that and you're going to be horrible at it you're going to be fucking people's days up i am when you over 60. i'm so excited Uh uh-uh no i'm i'm not i don't want to be like that i want to continue to be considerate of how other people feel and i want to continue to make sure that i say life i feel like you earn some stuff if you can make make it through life without dying and you can make it through life you ain't did no prison sentences and did no beats and shit i feel like i've earned the right to be a little asshole no fuck that okay (laughs) and this going to another point this going to another point Ain't no fucking Xbox Live achievements when you hit certain <laughs> marks in life. It ain't shit. And it's you know not. what? That's you know what you Trump being president it. showed me? What? Trump is the opposite of everything these motherfuckers told me to be so that I could be successful. <laughs> so what they really wanted me to do is find success in fucking mediocre shit. Find success in family. Find success in your personal motivations and your internal <laughs> self and being a good person. Fuck that. <laughs> Donald Trump is a rich ass nigga and he's the president of the United States and he is he's a dick. He's a terrible person. A horrible like he, human being. Trash. Yes. This is the new kid's role model. 
That's a we elected a mob boss for president. <laughs> he all, all he need is some kneecap busters, <laughs> but he can't have none because he can't get by with them busting people's knees and using executive privilege to do it. Yes, true. so no, fuck that. We don't get shit. Ain't no achievement at the end of life. The only thing you get is to leave like you came in with your shitting in your drawers, having people clean it up for you, and then you die. Well, before that, I'm going to get a couple of people together. <laughs> nah. I'm not saying... I'm just saying ain't no achievement, but I'm still... That's not going to be my reward. My reward ain't going to be able to be being unfiltered. I'm just going to keep being what I'm going to be. I want people to feel bad when I die. I want them to be like, Eddie, no! Not him. Oh uh, shit! Listen, I love my grandmother and was sad as hell when she died. But Mary Alice will get you all the way together. Well, oh, you want stranger people? Yeah, strangers your next to see about time that bitch dead. <laughs> hell, always talking shit. Hey, I was about the shit. kids' balls coming into her damn yard. <laughs> I would oh, totally ass. do that. Oh, I sure would. Fuck is these balls coming in my yard? Fun <laughs> shit. Oh, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm going to be like my grandmother. My grandmother, like, it was times when she was so sweet and you would just be like, oh, Mary Alice, she's so sweet. And then it'd be other times when you'd be like, this bitch, is, did she just say this? <laughs> and you never knew which one you was going to get with her. Like, if you go visit her two times in one day and get two different people. <laughs> She was fun though, especially when she went when it wasn't you that she was talking shit about. Like when it was the people with you, hilarious. When it was you, you just kind of get your feelings hurt. <laughs> That's unfortunate. That's it is unfortunate, but yeah, you can't really attribute that to age. I'm and I, you know, this past week truly showed me that because I was just befuddled. Um, and how upset, and I guess it's because I just don't. I just don't care about social media. Like, I feel like even when I do get into a serious relationship, y'all, if people who don't listen to the podcast, it's not going to fucking know about it because, like, I don't have to be Facebook official. Like, I don't have to have in a relationship with such and such. Like, I don't give a shit about that. I don't. Like, we know what we are. We know what we're doing. Long as you remember what we are, what we're doing, and you ain't out here doing no bullshit, I don't really give a fuck about that. Like, I don't care. <laughs> and I think there's a scale that exists. The scale for men is fuck boy. And the scale for women is bald headed whole shit. Yes. <laughs> and I think that we are born with a level of propensity to do to either be fuck boys yeah. or do bald headed whole shit. Yes. So if you were born with this level and, and we can really whittle that down to a bunch of different personality traits you know how jealous are you mm -hmm. how insecure are you um how messy are you we can boil it down to traits but if you have this certain cocktail of traits it don't matter what age you are you're gonna True. be in people's shit you're gonna be checking on a boyfriend you're gonna be jealous you're gonna be all kinds of shit um another scale that exists that plays into this dynamic i think is scale of monogamy um so my theory is that from a, on a scale from monogamous to non-monogamous, mm -hmm. monogamous being you are with one exclusively person. dedicated yeah. to being in a relationship with one person, 
all the way over to the other side and you know it's a bunch of space in the middle to you know i don't believe in being with one person mm -hmm. yeah i think that we're born with a level of monogamy or desire to be with one person and non-monogamy or desire to not be and but i think our society has so deeply conditioned us through faith specifically mm -hmm. that we're supposed to be with one person that people who were born with this non-monogamous idea um end up getting in a relationship with people that are born with a monogamous idea and that shit don't work no it does not it don't work at all y'all gotta be on the same page when it comes to that shit but another part of our society in that regard is that we don't we won't accept somebody who ain't with just one person i don't give a fuck what people do if you if that's how you gonna rock that's fine by me i don't care like i care about the person i'm with being that way but i don't in general like i just and i get and again i know that i'm looking at this from my lens and and, and where i am in life and and that ain't how everybody is but i just ain't never gave a shit like how we we had leon on the show like i don't people what people decide to do in the privacy of their own home long as it's not illegal i don't give a fuck so if you have an understanding with the person that you and y'all both cool with that i don't care now is it for me no you say that but your brother can't even bring home a cottage cheese girlfriend and not be roasted by you and your family who was gonna roast regard that's just, just the saying. ebb and the flow of my family well, well and she listen it is let me let me stress that it is not the fact that she's white because we didn't have he his first wife was Japanese. we had all manner of women my cousin everybody just do what they want to do it was the fact that she looked way older than him i did find out how old she is though how old is she she's just 49 he 45 but she looked older than that to me. that's because she ain't got no melanin that's sad this is just what it is well, but i wasn't was calling you racist or nothing i'm just saying that you do have a measure by which you will look at somebody's relationship and maybe it's because it's your brother and be like what you doing yeah because it's my brother but like up pe like outside people i don't care about and even my brothers to a certain extent i, I only got a certain level of give a fuck. and with that particular situation we just roast that's just what we do so like when she comes around for thanksgiving we're gonna be very nice to her and then in the privacy of our own conversations we probably still gonna roast the shit out of her so, but here's the thing even with me bringing home somebody to thanksgiving i feel like they would do the same thing like even if i brought somebody that was like there wasn't really any outwardly things i feel like if he was dumb or if he said something like my family just roasts that's just what we do so like that would happen to me even i'm prepared for whenever i bring somebody home for him to be roasted and, and we not know it or no they would tell me Corey, my brother is a little more sensitive. I feel like they wouldn't say it in front of him, but they'd be like, you know that boy dumb, don't you? It ain't, and it ain't nothing that, it ain't nothing about him that you wouldn't have heard from me, government name, exactly. and nerd play. Y'all do the same, exactly. The people that you care about, you do have a, you do have a different, you look at a different lens that you look through, but just in general, if I meet somebody or befriend somebody on the onset and that's the kind of lifestyle that they live, I don't give a fuck about that. Now, might I make jokes about it at some point in our friendship? Yes, because that's what being friends with me is about. Cole, I, I dog sat for Cole. It was so funny. He came to my job to give me his key so I could go by and walk her. And we do what we normally do, which is go back and forth. And my coworkers was like, who is that? I was like, oh, that was one of my friends. They was like, 
Yeah, he didn't sound like he was a friend of yours. <laughs> I was like, oh no, that's what our relationship is. That's what we do. They were like, y'all was talking about each other the whole yeah that's what we do when we get together that's <laughs> the nature of our relationship that is our, our if we if all of us went out together and me and cole one going back and forth y'all niggas would think something was wrong but y'all would be like the fuck is wrong with, with red and cole oh, like somebody finna die somebody's you, y'all told each other but didn't tell <laughs> nobody else like that's the nature of our friendship and that's the nature of of my relationships with most people roasting is usually a part of my relationship with people that i care about i don't okay, know why so we got gray shirt we got oh. eyebrows yes gray shirt and eyebrows are the same person exactly. gray shirt and eyebrows oh so we got gray shirt slash eyebrows we yes. got black mexican he was not mexican but yes <laughs> <laughs> we got black mexican and oh then we God. got uh what's his know. name operating room oh he was uh ua bay but i don't yeah yeah, you ain't bad. That that name is positive. After downfall, it got to be bullshit. <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah, you know the people that you care about is is different. Like yeah, y'all roasted me a lot. First of all, I didn't even recognize gray shirt had the same shirt. This is how oblivious I was. But you niggas, the first thing y'all honed in on is the fact that the picture I sent y'all of him and the picture we took together, he had the same shirt on. I didn't even notice it. <laughs> Y'all notice it though immediately. They got that cartoon wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> cartoon characters with the same shit all the time. Yeah, and then eyebrows with him again. So, uh, yeah. But in general, I don't really care about what people do and because it doesn't, it doesn't have an impact on me. I don't care. Like, again, who I care about if the person that I'm with has that mentality because that impacts me. But like, I don't give a fuck what other people what do. What would happen if William came home for like a holiday and he bought two girlfriends with him? <laughs> like these my girlfriends. <laughs> what do you think would happen with like with the house implode? Like, um, my uncle would pull him over to the side have a conversation with him. <laughs> like, what the, the fuck is you doing? We would still be. I just I don't imagine that. So nobody would be like, well, yo, you got a Christian family, so they all gonna be like, fake. This is wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, oh. no, no. I mean, like in their heads, they gonna be like, this wrong. Oh, you yeah. supposed to be with one person. Yes. Yeah. That monogamy conditioning. Yeah, they would, and I mean, and listen, monogamous conditioning. I love my little brother, but the two bitches that he would bring would be bitches that we would be like what damn what was that girl name he was fucking with anastasia was yeah i remember that <laughs> that i'll never forget situation. that name i look me neither and he, tried, <laughs> then he gonna try to say uh when i was living in my government about she needs somewhere to stay till she can job, uh, start job court can she stay with you nigga do you know me are you fucking kidding me have you lost your mind you really came in here and asked me if this druggy bitch can stay at my house Get out of my house <laughs> and get out of my face. You done lost your ever loving mind. Yeah, the girls that he would bring home just in general would probably get roasted, and especially because of the whole. We were my family is very polite. They and I, I think that is also you know Christians. Well, some of them be that fake nice. Bless your heart. That's my family. They they are the epitome of oh bless your heart. Where they really talking shit about you. So they would be nice. Like I feel like my mama would pull him to the side and be like, "Y'all ain't staying here." So I hope, <laughs> I hope you planning on driving back with them tonight because y'all ain't staying. <laughs> but like in front of the girls, she would be. I don't know. My mama, 
everybody else would be polite. My mom, because that's her son, uh, she might be rude. My mama could be rude. She, cause she say shit sometimes. We be like that, huh? Like that was not necessary. <laughs> like we was all thinking it, but you said it. Like what's wrong with you? Um. But yeah, that would not go over. Well. Hell, if I brought two dudes home, I don't even want to know. I should do that just to see what they would do. <laughs> I should just have two of y'all come home with me and be like, "These are my boyfriends." Oh hell no! Just you need to, to hire some niggas. <laughs> you need to hire some dudes for that. Why have them play a role. Why I need to hire some dudes? Because that way you can have them do whatever you want them to do. True. It don't have to be. It don't have to be fake. You could be like, listen, listen. What I need you to be is a little bit like flamboyant. <laughs> And what I need you to do is I need you to just be like hyper masculine. You know what I'm saying? Y'all do that and then we on. Oh shit. That would be so funny. <laughs> you will fuck up dinner. I really would. <laughs> and see, we had wine and shit during dinner, so like that would not go over well. <laughs> that, that would shit not would go be hilarious. over well at all. It would be funny though. I should just do that. Just, Cause they always talking shit about me not bringing up at home. So like, okay, y'all been saying I don't ever bring anyone. So I decided to bring my guys this year. <laughs> They would die. Um, but listen, look, y'all. Social media is not... That should not be the measuring stick for your relationship. Like, if you're that if you're that kind of person, you need to get with somebody that ain't really on social media like that. Don't get with somebody who you met through social media. You know they're active on social media. Then when you get together, you mad because they're active on social media. They was already fucking active on social media. The fuck? You think they're going to stop doing it because they with you? Find some find somebody who is already who you need them to be instead of finding somebody that you want to turn into what you want. That's not how that works. There are people like me that don't really use social media like that. You just find one of them dudes or one of them chicks. I think, you know, I think what we do is we find somebody to be with and we tweak them. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh it's like when you buy any it's like the equalizer on the radio. <laughs> you know, and uh, for you young people, the equalizer yeah, they is just no how idea. you adjust all of the decibels in order to get the sound the way that you like it. Uh, they have pre presets now, so you don't have to worry about that. You can just put treble boost or bass uh-huh. boost or whatever. But on old radios, it used to be like these little whole bunch of red lights yep. with numbers on them, plus and minus sign, and you can move them up and down to get the sound that you want. Yeah, uh, It was far more control than the presets you have today. But it's like an equalizer. Like everybody got their own sound and their own way of wanting to listen. But I feel like you need to find, you don't need to find somebody that you got to tweak a lot because chances are that shit's not going to work out. Well, the problem is we don't know how much we got to tweak a person because all we got is that representative at the beginning. That's why you got to be in it long enough to get past the fucking representative. Yeah, representative this is why I'm. That uh, bitch like a security guard yeah. to your real self. <laughs> he be at the door like, hey, 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 can't nobody come in here. This insecurities in here. <laughs> And all my feel, all this man feels and shit. Listen, just remember, he pretty. You like his hair. He got some green <laughs> eyes. He swole. His meat is an appropriate size for you. That's all you need to know right now. You ain't getting in here. That's the that's the representative. I realize that I have a prejudice against light skinned niggas with light eyes and good hair. Like I immediately, I immediately blah. He probably a fuck boy. <laughs> And I swipe right on past. Like I re- and I did that a couple of times and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I wasn't even looking at their profile. I didn't care what the fuck the profile said. So but I look at them I'm like, oh no. Light skin and light eyes. He probably got a bunch of bitches. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> you know, in order for a dude 
that's really attractive or got those, you know, naturally traits that women gravitate to, like the light skin, light eyes, good hair. He got to have the willpower of of goddamn um um who the main character for Lord of the Rings? Fredo. Fredo. Frodo. 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 Frodo is the dude from the <laughs> Godfather. Yeah. Let me in. Frodo. <laughs> Frodo, like, cause. I'm just going to give a little spiel about Lord of the Rings. Okay. I watched the first one and I didn't watch anymore. Yeah. Because it was annoying. The movie. No, it ain't because it was long. I it said annoying. Yeah, no, I was misled. They talked about this ring of power mm-hmm. and he got this power ring and he about to put it on. And in my head, the action movie lover in me is like, he going to put on that ring. And he going to fucking destroy a whole city. No. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know if he's gonna turn into a big monster. I don't know if he's just gonna get super strength to start uppercutting shit. He just go in a shadow realm. It just, it, it, <laughs> he go into a shadow realm. When he put the ring on, he go into a shadow realm mm-hmm. and it showed the people looking for the ring where he at. Yeah. Uh but I was reading some breakdowns and watching some breakdowns of the movie, and it was saying that the intensity with which the ring makes you want to put it on your finger represents how much willpower Frodo had. Yeah, because everybody else had broke him down. Yeah, exactly. It almost broke... I watched all three movies, and my irritation during the whole thing was that he would put the ring on sometime unnecessarily. It's like, you know what is going to happen. It's going to be whispering to you and trying to get, like, corrupt. Just stop putting that goddamn ring on. (laughs) All that make... But, yeah, he did have to have a lot of... But that's the kind of willpower that them light-skinned dudes got to have if they want to be with one person. Because women are coming for them. And I know that. And women so are coming for them. That's why I don't even... I don't even find that attractive. Like, I have so much equated in my mind that with, like, a fuckboy who's going to be out here messing with a bunch of bitches that I don't even... I'm immediately going to swap. Like, I have the opposite reaction to what they probably normally have. I'm not... I don't date light-skinned niggas with light eyes. I just don't. Because I, I feel like, you know, I don't know what you... Look, I'm not, you know, this... this this comment gonna sound all kinds of gay, I guess, but I'm gonna say it how I'm gonna say it. <laughs> Cause like, like it's a dude at Whole Foods who look like he should be fucking a woman a minute. <laughs> and I know for a fact that when women go through his life, I know he getting like numbers per day. I'm sure. Numbers per day. But like to me, that's a representation of how much willpower that dude have to have. But why, why do you have to have that willpower though? Like, if you don't want to be with one person and you're not trying to screw over one woman. Yeah. And if you find one you like, you be with her and it's not miss well, you can do it. Yes, you can. So at the point that you see it, at the point that you see that dude on Tinder, he probably having sex with three women that he done met on Tinder. Which is why I swipe <laughs> right <left>. now. <laughs> but that being said. They immediately get swiped. <laughs> that being said, don't sleep on niggas that look like me either. <laughs> oh, well, no, no. Don't, don't assume just because a dude look like he ain't getting no play that he ain't getting no play i want i just want you to know that well i don't assume listen i niggas is capable of doing nigga shit always okay fuck boys can always do fuck boy shit so i just feel like i would have a propensity a higher propensity to deal with with a nigga with light skin and light eyes given the um what is it? Colorism in our, our community. So I ain't got time for this shit. I don't even find them attractive. I really don't. I if I either and gray shirt was light skin. And that I struggled with that when I first saw it. Was medium skin. See, it went brown. Like red. I usually date brown people <laughs> that look like me. 
Uh, so it was still outside of what my normal is. But there, you know, there's also a system of redeeming qualities that you gotta have. So the dude that's light skinned with the the light eyes and the good hair, he don't gotta have no redeeming qualities. You know, one as an overweight dude, my personality gotta shine like immediately. Okay, my personality actually gotta shine in my profile because women send me messages and be like, "I liked your profile. You hilarious. Let's let's chat." <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm like, okay, I got you with the profile. You don't care how I look right now because you're expecting a positive exchange. I got to have that redeeming quality, right? Yeah. Number one. Now, two, if you got like nappy hair, like if your hair, if you got that African hair mm-hmm. where you ain't got no edge up for real, you just kind of let your natural line show yeah. and then you got some little curls up and beat, you got to have redeeming qualities, bro. You got to be sitting on a Maserati or some shit. In your picture, and they be like, I don't think that's his car, but I'm interested enough to press a swipe. The opposite end of that, what's crazy is because y'all are so much more visual than we are. It ain't a, it's not the same flip of the coin on the other side. Like, if you as a woman are not physically attractive, I don't know what like redeeming qualities you could have for me, and that would be like I don't, she she this, but I don't know, man. I think when I think men don't have standards. I, <laughs> I think men get on Tinder and just white, right, 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 and then just go through whoever chose him <laughs> to find like. I mean, I seen a black dude that looked like Gucci Mane uh-huh. in uh, in Walmart in Bessemer yesterday. Uh, after the the uh, they his clone <laughs> before before after, after he came out of prison. Okay, and I ain't saying he uh and you know I ain't looking at that as attractive, but that's hood attractive. It's very yeah, you know. Yep, he was with a woman that looked like Roseanne, and I'm like, oh, no. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> But it happened, which means that they got a stranglehold on either they got a stranglehold on men or men's standards are just low, low enough to to accept that. And well, I think that's the case. Y'all got that, high standards, man. Y'all got we do certain shit y'all need, and us we just. But I also feel like sometimes that's a self esteem thing on a woman part. Like if he look like Gucci Man, which is hood attractive, which means he's attractive to other people then she might be willing to put up with a whole lot more of his shit to have him around so that she can walk around with a Gucci man looking like and people be just like you were like, how, what the, how the fuck that happened? Sometimes that's a self-esteem thing. I think they get with women that look like that because they know they're going to they gonna want to keep you. So they're going to put up with more so that they can continue to say that you theirs even though you neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Got community penis out here. Um... But yeah, I just Facebook I don't, and it social media is one of the reasons why I fucking hate couples counseling, and I usually refer that shit out because I, I just it is little petty shit, and it's like, what do you want me to do with this? <laughs> what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? I hate couples. I hate it. I hate it so much. Did you have anything that happened to you this week? Um, I'm just gonna do a relationship story since we started off with relationships okay um a devastated girlfriend posts a video of her boyfriend proposing to her underwater just moments before he drowned during their dream vacation to tanzania you know sometimes less is more 
Oh, why the fuck? Like, that's a lot. First of all, the number of things that could go wrong with a setup like that, obviously drowning is one. But what happens if you drop the fucking ring under the water, nigga, and it drifts down into the depths of the sea? Like, there's too many things that could go wrong with that. Well, all that shit happened. <laughs> 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 all that shit happened all of time. those things happen <laughs> that is that's too much it's like how romantic I don't know what is this connected to like is it connected to the trip did this nigga work underwater or something or maybe they you know what uh, maybe they met maybe they both work at SeaWorld or some shit and I don't know I don't I don't know what would have pressed the table him saying oh you know what this is what I'm gonna do <laughs> I'm gonna plan a trip and I'm gonna propose to her underwater it's gonna be epic like I don't know <laughs> like how the fuck far down did you go like he could have set this shit up anywhere he could have did this shit in a pool and been like I was in some ocean water somewhere it's just a fucked up story man how he drowned and she didn't. So did did the ad- it was she was watching a video of him. Okay, Stephen Weber Jr. Baton Rouge, Louisiana, drowned while proposing his girlfriend Kanisha Antoine underwater. He's white, she's black. I was just about I know to you ask. Were the, names. <laughs> the couple was vacationing in Tanzania when the incident happened. In video footage, Weber held a sign underwater asking Antoine to marry him. Oh, she went underwater with Mm-mm. him. Antoine posted about the incident on her Facebook page on Friday, September 20th. So, I don't know if it was a live video or a recorded video. If it was a recorded video, then clearly they would have found that video after he died. If it was a live video, then that means she would have seen him die because he wouldn't have been able to stop the recording. So, I, I mean, we don't know exactly how how it happened, but I'm like, because I would imagine that there's video of him dying too if, if this happened right after he proposed. I'm sure it is. Um, <laughs> Less is more people. Like, what? the thing is like i feel like when you're proposing to somebody and you you suggesting that y'all spend the whole rest of your life together like i i don't understand how we got to a point where you have to have these elaborate ass that's too much and you put your life in danger now she's not gonna get married and she's alone because <laughs> you dead oh shit and then depending on what kind he was white and she was black his family probably talking mad shit <laughs> Died proposing to this nigga. <laughs> I don't know. He from Louisiana. They probably all probably a lot of interracial relationships down there. Maybe I feel like it's still. I don't know. I feel like it's still like the rest of the world, or worst I mean, of the country rather. Probably where it's still it's still the South. So I feel like it's still some white folks in Louisiana that would be like, no niggas, <laughs> no niggas allowed. But you got a lot of French people and Creole and mixed races already. Like yeah. it's already a bunch of mixes down there. So I feel like it's what probably it? a lot of light skinned folks dating dark skinned folks. What was his name? Steven Weber. Steven and Kanisha. <laughs> That's sad, but it's just again, listen, and this and maybe this has something to do with the age that I'm at. At this age, I don't even need I don't even I've said this before I don't want a wedding I want us to just go get married at the courthouse I don't want because one I don't want to plan the shit 
Two, I think it's a, it's a waste of money because we could have been putting that money towards a house for us to move in after we get married or a fucking vacate something that benefits us. A, a, a wedding benefits the people that come to it. It's a party that you, you throw to show off. I ain't that kind of person that I don't need that. So I've never really wanted a wedding that ain't never been in my, you know, dreams of having. And so proposing the same thing. Like we could be at the house Netflixing and chilling and he could propose and I would be okay with that. I don't need a lot. That's too much. It's too much. And Steven went way too far. Because <laughs> now Steven's dead. And he's not even gonna get to marry her. And I wonder what I wonder if his tank ran out of air. Maybe he went down too far. Like <laughs> I don't know. That shit went south. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> That's why I like. Like Red said, less is more. Less is more. If I ever propose to somebody, I ain't doing no special shit. I'm just goddamn. The proposal in and of itself is special. It's supposed to be. And like. No, it ain't. Why? Because you can't propose by no trash dumpster and well, it means something. I don't something. want you to do shit by a trash dumpster. But I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> the proposal itself ain't enough. The proposal itself is is is. It's what you're looking forward to, but there are ways that that proposal can be, you know, underscored by something that's problematic. I wouldn't want anything that was too public. I don't want. I don't want it to be in the restaurant. I don't want all of that. I just don't like. I don't want to deal. With, I don't want to deal with people. It was a really clever uh, ring, like jewelry store commercial, where it showed a black couple going around to all the spots, and the dude was like, "Hey, you remember when we?" was over here and did this and like oh yeah this is where we met and then he was like okay you remember where we were over there oh yeah this is where this happened and then he was like you remember over here and over here and then she was like yeah this is what happened and then they was on a random park bench like in the middle of the park Aww. and she was like you remember this spot she was like no i don't remember this one and he said you will Aww. and then he pulled out the ring i'm like kim that was good i like I that i like that commercial that's cute and i like this black but i like that commercial that's cute you know? i like that that i would be like oh my god that that would get me <laughs> but like major this shit with him proposing on the water with a side i would have been like what the fuck is steve doing <laughs> steve I, I hate to be the one to bring it up but like he hit that Trevor goddamn. <laughs> Will you marry back? <laughs> <laughs> and Hillary was so stupid, she was still sitting there like, yes, what is it? I'm like, nigga, she, she dead. Nigga <laughs> just hit the ground. I was like, damn. If if you didn't know, we're talking about an episode of Fresh Prince. Yes. If you didn't know, you probably weren't, I guess, weren't raised in America and watched the Fresh Prince. But on the show, uh, Hillary was being proposed by her boyfriend Trevor, and he, he bungee new, jumped to do it. He was a new. He was anchor, a news anchor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was jumping off. He was bungee jumping to do it, and had too much rope. Yeah, clearly this was TV <laughs> because you can't talk while you falling. But it was like, will you marry? And then splat, splat, because he had too much, too much cord. You, you gotta have yeah. a little bit of cord so you can bounce back. He hit the ground. <laughs> so it's like he did damn. hit the Hillary. He did. That's terrible. Just on the water. Poor Steven. Poor Kanisha, because now she, like, what the fuck you do after that? <laughs> like, Jesus. Um, she's going to have to date a black man now. The level of guilt. She, he died proposing to me. You know how people. Uh, Look, that was his decision. It was his decision, but you know how people have survivor's guilt. Well, maybe it's, maybe it was, maybe she said. Maybe he's she. Maybe she was bullshitting like, nah, motherfucker. The only way I'm gonna marry you, you gonna propose to me underwater. <laughs> there you go. Like maybe it is her fault. Maybe she set this shit up. 
That is terrible. I don't need all of that shit. And I feel like a marriage is about the two people in it. So I would want our wedding to be about us. I would want the proposal to be about us. I really don't give a fuck about all these other people. Like, I just feel like weddings are parties for other people. Because you don't want to go through the stress. Y'all be stressed out. And I've helped plan weddings and been a part of them. And the couple be stressed out. They lead to a lot of arguments and shit during the planning process. And you got to decide who going to get invited. And you don't want this aunt coming. It's too much. I ain't trying to do all that shit. I don't want to start our marriage that way. That ain't how I want to start out. <laughs> I want it to start out with me and you. The way it's going to be when we at home at the house having issues. That going to be us. These motherfuckers ain't gonna be around. <laughs> I, I want. I will plan a wedding and make it at somewhere that's hard to get to <laughs> and expensive, and and let everybody know what it's gonna be, and that's what it's gonna be. <laughs> and I will take the money that we would spend on a wedding and just pay for irrationally expensive plane tickets to get somewhere where nobody else can come, and then do a video with her that say, "Sorry, y'all can make it, yay." <laughs> Actually, it was the plan, bitch. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. Shit is crazy. If I ever like, get married, I just I don't know how I feel about marriage, man. We I don't you, care about it. You, I just don't care about it. You told us. I do it. <laughs> I do it if it's important to her. But you know what that reminds. If it's not important to her, I won't. You sound like Jacket is. We might as well do it. That listen, when I was like a, a kid listening to that, I thought that was like, oh my god, it's so romantic. I got to be older and listen to that goddamn song, and I was like, I wish a nigga would say, we might as well. This why you want to marry me? Cause we just been together. Well, that's how black people get married. You know, that, you know people be in a common law marriage for eight years and be like, well, yeah, we might as well get married. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know why at this point. I don't know. Meet me at the altar in your white dress. Um, we ain't getting it? no younger. We might as well do we it. We ain't getting. No, your ass is getting old. We might as well. Why not? Like that is not romantic. <laughs> Been that, feeling it for a while, girl. I must confess. Let's get married. Wonder how long a while is. Hell, and niggas speak probably at ten years. You know, niggas. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Niggas that don't want to get married are just drag this is, Like shit. I said, this is a common law. Like I think this is a song for a specific circumstance. This is a common law marriage, <laughs> marriage <laughs> proposal. You know, that's what this is. That that one just uh, we've been together for two years. We might as well do it. This is like we've been together for a long ass time. I've been thinking about this, so let's do it. We already got we already got kids together. We already got a house together, I, car together, all that, our shit together. That's we go to each other's mama's house on Thanksgiving. Like we do everything that a family do, we might as well do it. That's what happened with my I told you my parents my parents were coming along married. I was either thirteen or fourteen when they got married. And it they just we came home and them niggas was married. <laughs> we was like, What? Okay. No plan or nothing. Or maybe they had been talking about it. We know nothing. I went to school that morning with unmarried parents and came home and them niggas was married. We know shit about it. <laughs> that was a strong arm move by your mama. <laughs> I don't know what kind of dirt she had on your damn daddy. I'm going to take all these goddamn kids and put your ass on child support for the rest <laughs> of your goddamn life. If we don't tie this knot, ain't nothing keeping me here. Period. <laughs> Now, if you want to keep me here with a ring, we'll do it. Otherwise, we out. I don't know what happened because we were not part of it. Like I said, I literally came home from school 
we sat down, we was watching TV, and my mom came like, oh, guess what? And we was like, what? Me and your daddy got married today. And we was like, what? Why? <laughs> maybe your maybe mama keep journals. Maybe when your mama pass on, y'all going to find a whole bunch of journals she's been writing her whole life explaining every goddamn thing. I probably don't want to know. <laughs> you ain't going to not read it, though. Yeah, you're right. I probably <laughs> you going to read the shit out of that I shit. Am. My um, when my grandmama died, they found out she been journaling since the seventies. Damn, they was going through her shit. I bet that was interesting. It was interesting because she was a quiet lady. She wrote that shit in that book and didn't say nothing (laughs) out loud. Well, that they could have played "Let's Get Married" at my parents' courthouse reception because that's exactly what happened. They had been together. They had me and my brother, my younger brother. And we were both I took like I said I was 13 or 14 Which means that he was like 8 or 9 <laughs> so, They had been together for 10 plus years Like oh no They got together maybe a year before I came along So these niggas have been together almost 20 years When they got married That dress also shouldn't be white it should be off white I don't even think people pay that shit no attention no more I don't think nobody care about that Cause everybody with I, Everybody with And I done been to the head On a white dress And I know good and damn well They dress shouldn't have been white I don't think that's a thing anymore I think people just get dresses They like I don't think they go about it Now back in the day If everybody in the neighborhood Knew how you was And you come bopping up In the church With a white dress It'd be a lot of whispers <laughs> Going on Why that bitch dress white <laughs> That bitch dress should be yellow <laughs> But I don't think they do that now. I don't think that's the thing. Off white. I don't know. You have anything else before I get nah. into these stories? All right. If you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artist, and send it to us that way. Um, I'm going to start off with white shenanigans. Alt white shenanigans, whatever. Alt white, for those of you who don't know. <laughs> <laughs> means white people who are problematic okay yes if you if we ever say white people we're not trying to offend you okay when we're trying to offend we're gonna say alt white people yes. because alt white people do stupid people stupid shit and this is definitely stupid and they're white so i'm gonna play this this uh clip and then i'm gonna tell you what she said after she said all of this shit <laughs> Yeah, she's on drugs or something. No, I'm totally. I just hate. <laughs> you. Oh, I hate. It's okay. We're calling the cops on you I because you're kill, disturbing everyone. I would kill in there. a. But the law says I can't kill the. If the law didn't say that I couldn't kill the, they'd all be dead. Here's my license plate number. Now, I want you to take that <laughs> and listen to what her response was. Now, this is a Hollywood designer who went into a CVS. And I have no fucking idea why she went into this rant using nigga 47 times in 47 seconds. I'm not really sure. But, of course, her ass got fired because the video went around and got viral and they fired her ass. So, this lady went from what you just heard to this this was her post about this 
I hope the world knows we all as human beings have made mistakes and gratefully regretted them later in life. I, as a human, made the choice to say some words that I should have never let come out of my mouth and I will no longer ask for forgiveness because what I did as a human was very inhumane and disgusting. African Americans helped build this very country that I am living in and I hate that I insulted the millions of them. I have lost my job, which I totally would agree on, as well for the reason I have been let go. Please allow me to rekindle the love we shall all share amongst each other. Becca, you gone somewhere with that kumbaya shit. It's, what are you talking about? Like, you said if you could legally kill black people, you would fucking do it. You, this, no, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. <laughs> are you crazy? <laughs> Girl, bye. You shouldn't even release that. You lost your job. Keep it moving. You should not have even made no apology because at the point that you did what you did, ain't no apologizing for that shit. Ain't no kumbaya mama gonna come after that, Becky. I'm sorry. You went on a tirade in a CVS of all places for no goddamn reason at all. And now you want to talk about how human beings need. Bitch, bye. <laughs> you lost your mind. If you, if you shake up a soda, if you shake up a Sprite, <laughs> <laughs> and you shake it up and you take the top out. In order for something to spew out of it, it gotta have Sprite in it. Sprite in it, right? Yes. If you get shook up and what comes out of you is nigga, 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 and you a white person, all white person, you got to have some racism in you. That's the only way that works, okay? Just because your filter was diminished somehow. Whether it was substances or mental health issue or your anger management because a black person just did something you didn't like. She was at CVS. She was at CVS. What the fuck happened at CVS for this? I don't know. Did they not take her fucking coupons? A black cashier didn't take her coupons. Oh, every time I come to his motherfucker, y'all don't take my damn coupons. Your niggers is only the blacks. The white cashiers take my damn coupons. You, ma'am, your coupon is expired. Niggers, I hate niggers. I would kill the niggers. I would kill them. The law says I can't. If I could, they'd all be dead. Oh my God! That, I just—it's just—I'm just tired of the. Imagine how many alt white people are walking around, acting like regular white people that ain't racist, that ain't got their predispositions. Imagine how many of them are walking around with that shit buried underneath, just waiting for us to do some shit. And that's what look. That's what white people do. They they wait for a moment to validate some bullshit about you because you black. How they already felt before, yeah. So I was working with this girl at Chewy's, mm -hmm. and my cousin was messing with her, like you know, not just at work, like being like, you know, me, you need to go and do something. We need to go, and she was like, oh no, I could, I could never mess with a black guy. And then he was like, why? He was like, because when I was, uh, when my mom was pregnant with me, she got shot by a black guy trying to rob him. And I was like, damn. Then I was like, wait a fucking minute. <laughs> what if that nigga was white? What if your mama almost got robbed by a white dude and the white dude shot at your daddy? One finna be out here like, hey girl, I mean, you know, I know that you like white guys, <laughs> but I'm not gonna accept the white guy coming in here because he one of them almost killed your mother when you were in her womb. So what I want you to do is bring home a nice old black. A Latina fella, one of them Asians, or some Indian culture, whatever one of them, but you ain't bringing no whites 
in my house. I know that's conflicting because I'm white. I'm the only white you accept. Me, your uncle, your white cousins, but white strangers, no. You that know shit that was, wouldn't have fucking happened. Fucking no, it wouldn't have happened. He validated his own, our society's view of black people. He went ahead and validated that shit through that experience. And sent the, his daughter off into the world with this idea that black is not right. Why is she repeating that? You should have kept that to yourself. Why did they tell her that? Like, that's some shit they should have kept to they fucking self. No, that was the keep her from bringing niggas home. This, listen. It might have saved the nigga, though. Because if she would have naturally brought a black dude home one day, daddy was going to say nothing to her about Daddy it. was going to have anxiety, panic attack, go get his pistol. <laughs> Second Amendment, his ass. Yeah, pretty much. So, but it was best that she knew and knew that her dad wasn't about that life, about that bring home black people life. But I just like listen, white people. I, and, and I guess you, and I guess you do have to validate your racism too. Like you can't just say don't, don't bring no a- blacks home. <laughs> you know, you gotta have a reason for that shit if you don't want your dad. daddy is racist. Because today kids will go to school and say my daddy racist. Yes, they would do that shit. Hundred percent. Like if you white and you listen to this. Today, your kids will come home and tell me, a counselor, that they your they daddy racist. Yes. They'll do that they shit. They will hundred percent do that. Um I you know, here's the thing, all white people. If you say it with your chest, okay, stand by it. Do not get you you cannot do what she did and then try to come back with all of this. We're all humans and we all make mistakes. Uh, no, I have never ever in all the time that I've been shopping in stores, Walmart's, Target, CVS, Rite Aid, Whole Foods, all kind of stores, and I've had all manner of irritated things. I have never gone on a racist tirade and been like, "Oh, you crackers, all oh, you white people." Like I've never, <laughs> it's never happened. Okay, never. So don't try to pull the human card we all humans no ma'am and she don't know what a mistake is like a mistake (laughs) is when you take your phone take your phone case off of the phone to clean it and then drop it that's a mistake you know what i'm saying okay you fucked up this shit ain't no mistake this shit is is the gatekeeper to helping us understand who the fuck you are like that's what people like the words that we use are an indicator of what we got inside of us okay If you're not a racist, then you don't have that word to use as ammunition. And you know, there's some comedians and some people who say everybody a little bit racist. Like when, like when somebody on the road do something crazy, don't you say a racist term or something like that? I call everybody a bitch. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't look at race. I don't I be know. like, if you a bitch. If you if you cut me off. If you get in front of me and start going slow, you're gonna be a bitch. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. a bitch. And a white person told me that, and I was like. So if a black person, if a black person cut you off, you you say nigger? <laughs> oh, goddamn nigger. <laughs> cut me off. I was trying to get over in that lane. Like, that's what you do? I don't do that shit. I don't do that. I literally, everybody is bitches, whole ass bitch. You might be a whole ass bitch. It's never anything racially, like, there's never any racial tone to it. It's you just a bitch ass motherfucker. That's mine, whole ass bitch. <laughs> That's mine. That's what I call you. Cause who you is? It don't matter. You somebody who cut me off. You a whole ass bitch. And anytime it's an older person, but old people. Yes, I say that every time, just like that. <laughs> so I'm ages back and it's not racist. Yeah, I. Oh, I, hate I mean, then when we born, we start to die. And at a certain <laughs> point, the uh, the 
the death rate accelerates. <laughs> so I, it's questionable as to at a certain point whether you should be driving a car or not to me. Yes, it is. So I ain't saying old people in terms of you being old means something about you being able to drive, even though vicariously it is. <laughs> because, yeah, it's about you being old, but it's about your body deteriorating. And when I see you and you look like you're over 65, I don't know the rate. <laughs> so I, I'm sorry I gotta look at all y'all the same because of your peers <laughs> but yeah I just I saw I saw her apology first and I was like first of all I just hated how much she said human and inhumane like I can't ugh. what do you do when you do some dumb shit on the road oh I don't do nothing just, <laughs> my bad <laughs> and Uh-oh. I do do, do yeah, like whoops take a bite of humble pie <laughs> Basically, I just like, oh shit. Sorry. <laughs> Everybody around you calling you a whole ass bitch. I'm a whole ass bitch. I'm sure I've been all kind of whole ass bitches on the road. I've done some stuff before, and, and after I do, I'm like, oh shit. So I, I, I yeah, I, and I don't care I, because I call other people whole ass bitch. If somebody was calling me a whole ass bitch or they yelled it out the window and I was able to hear that shit after I cut them off, I ain't gonna feel no kind of way about that. Now, if I cut you off and you help get out the yell out your window, nigga. <laughs> I am gonna look at you like that. Like, what the fuck? Calling me a whole ass bitch, I get it. It's what everybody is when they ain't driving right. But, like, I'm a nigga now, all of a sudden, because you already thought I was a nigga. Yeah, I was a nigga before you saw me. Yes. <laughs> I was gonna be a nigga afterwards, so. Pretty much. But I saw her apology first. And so I read the apology, and I was like, what the fuck? First of all, like I said, I thought it was whack that she said human so many times. But then I went and looked at the video. And I was like, this bitch is crazy. This is not, no, ma'am. No. And you talk about you understood why you got fired. Bitch, you mad that you got fired. Don't it do should have been her declaration of racism. <laughs> like, at that point, it should have been, listen, I'm sorry that I could no longer keep my racial dispositions <laughs> in check, but I don't like black people. And I use the word nigger frequently. And I know that this is going to bring me consequences, but I've been told that I should say it with my chest. <laughs> And here it is, my chest, letting y'all know that I'm racist. Just, just, just be, just be real about it, okay? Just be authentic. Don't be coming back with these apologies. Cause like the thing about it, is, people still gonna drag you, and they gonna drag you more for giving this bullshit ass apology. That's what people don't realize. It does not matter when you give these apologies after you do some shit like this. You get drug even more for that fake ass. We don't believe you. We don't believe you at all. We know that you apologizing because you lost your fucking job and you know that you're going to have to go out here and find a new one and that they might come across this shit that you've done. And that's why you apologizing. You're not apologizing because you actually think you did was wrong. What you did was wrong or that you sorry. Bitch, bye. You're not sorry. <laughs> like, that why I say it with your chest. If you're going to do this shit, be, be prepared for the consequences. You can say whatever it is you want. You can have whatever opinion you want to have. But saying certain shit has consequences. That's just what it is, especially in 2019. You, motherfuckers losing jobs left and right doing this shit, bitch. Like, that's going to happen to you if you decide to do that. And, hey, if you don't care, I don't care. But don't lose your job and then be acting like, oh, my God, I can't believe they fired me. Yes. And I wonder what, who she designed for. Like, who she do costume, what movies she's done. Because she's a Hollywood designer. So I wonder what movies she's worked on. I no telling. But imagine the, working with her. Not even talking about the actors. Just other black staff members that have had to work with this bitch who has this kind of ideology in her mind. And how she must have been treating folks. Like, and fuck she her. She might have been able to keep this shit subdued. 
I mean, it don't seem like it. If if going into a C anything, I can't even imagine what could possibly happen in a CVS that would get you this upset. She had to have been like on her last little. That was the last straw. <laughs> because she was on nothing. Her last could- bump of milk, goddamn. <laughs> That's what it was. She was mad. She just used. She was at that point where she knew she needed some more and ran out. And CVS don't sell meth, man. They do. So they don't do nothing but they don't take your order or cash you out. If you know how to make it, they sell the ingredients for meth, but they don't sell meth. You can't get that. You can't go up to the pharmacy kind of be like, "Hey, let me get all the stuff you make meth with." <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> no, you can't. No, you can't. But yeah, look, I'm just listen. If you gonna sell some racist shit, you gonna especially like that kind of. I mean, it wasn't even like. A tweet, you know, it's been tweets and stuff. This is a video of her just saying nigga as much as she could possibly say nigga. So at that point, you just be ready for the consequences of those those actions and just you know ride it out and shut up. Just be unemployed. Figure out what you're gonna do for for money, and just keep it moving. But don't come out here apologizing when you know you ain't sorry, cause we don't believe you anyway. You think any black people looked at that and was like, we forgive you, we we're cool with like. Everybody black that saw that video was like, fuck her. <laughs> and your apology video, oh, apology post didn't make it no better, bad. Like, nobody cares. <laughs> the fuck? Damn shame. Damn. I want to know what happened in that CVS. <laughs> so, this story is for you. Me? Yes. Okay. Uh, I don't care who you are. You could be the mama, you could be the child. You should probably be the mama right now. Okay. Uh, three preteen boys at a Christian school in Virginia are accused of pinning down a black classmate and forcibly cutting off some of her dreadlocked hair while yelling and telling her that she was ugly. So apparently these three boys, three white boys, got this girl pinned down. One dude held her arms, one dude held his hand over her mouth, and then another one had scissors and cut off some of her dreadlocks. And she didn't say nothing about the incident. The bell ring actually saved her. The bell rung and the boys ran on to go get their stuff to get on the bus. And the mama didn't notice it until she said her dress used to come down to her back. And she said that her dress went down to her back no more. And she asked her what happened to her hair. And then she started crying and talking about what these three boys had done. Now, what are you what are you about to do? <laughs> I wish y'all could see her face. Go to jail. <laughs> you going to jail? Yes, I'm gonna go to fucking jail because I'm gonna go up and turn this school out. What? Wait. So you mean to tell me that these little foolish ass boy cut your hair and nothing was done about it, and now you have less hair? Well, nobody knew. I don't care. I know it's irrational, but I would still be like, "How the fuck y'all don't know what's going on in this school?" Yeah, where were the adults? Where like, were the people? What? Why? Wasn't nobody around? And it, and them boys could have been doing anything. Like it, they just happened to cut her hair. They could have pulled her pants down or pulled her. So they could have done anything in that situation. I would want to meet with their parents. I can't talk to the boys. I'm not. I wouldn't trust myself because I feel like I would just take some scissors and cut whatever fucking hair they had off just what i i wouldn't trust myself around children <laughs> <laughs> i can't i can't be sure that i wouldn't you know punch one of them in the face i don't know i would want to meet with their parents 
Absolutely. Me, they parents, the principal, we all going to have a nice little fucking sit down and decide what the fuck we going to do about this. Bro, it would be a situation where I would have to be like, or before we start this meeting, I'm going to need each one of these parents to choose their words very carefully <laughs> because I'm ready to go. Yeah. Like, I'm ready to go to jail <laughs> right now. Y'all going to have to reasonably communicate to me why I should be able to accept this and why the school hadn't done anything about it. I feel like this will be one. I feel like whoever marries me, there are going to be instances where their responsibility becomes calming me down and being like, Red, don't do that. Like, you're doing too much. I feel like this would be one of those instances where I would be like, you need to come to the school with me. Like, don't send me. I'm telling you, don't send me up there by myself. I'm going to need a calming presence in the room because if these white people get crazy with me, I'm going to jail. If they say the wrong goddamn thing, I'm going to jail. So I'm going to need you to come with me and do what you can do to try to keep me from going to fucking jail because they cut my baby hair for no goddamn reason. I don't, and I don't think you're going to tell him to do that. I think at that point he's going to have to know you well enough to know <laughs> that he need to come, not let you go there by yourself. Like, because you're going to be like, no, I'm fine. I can handle it. <laughs> and then he's going to be calling from jail later. Like, you real optimistic about shit until shit goes south. That's True. how you be. So I feel like you would be like, no, I can handle it. I'll, I'll control myself. And then the next call, you're going to be getting, this is a call from Birmingham City Jail. <laughs> uh, and I was like, God, he's going to be like, fuck, I should have handled this shit. I'm going to let her sit. Now, I'm going to let her sit. You don't want to do that either. <laughs> you got to live with me after this shit. Oh, well, you, you got to learn a lesson. Look. The lesson that should have been learned is I can't let her handle shit like this. <laughs> She's not capable, even when well, she tell me she is. Well, that's the lesson he learned. You got to learn the I lesson. I ain't got to learn no fucking lesson. Yes, I, you do. Look, oh, I got so angry just even listening. I don't even have a kid. So I I, <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Ooh, I just hope I don't ever have to go through that because I really don't know what I would do. It would not be anything good because that ain't even my child and I'm ready to go find these little white boys. First of all, just so many things. Y'all had held her down and call her ugly and cut her hair. Oh. And the parents better not say one goddamn thing wrong. Like not nothing <laughs> wrong like y'all better watch y'all motherfucking tone you better watch the word choice that you use you better watch how you looking at me you better watch your fucking body language because i'm ready to go <laughs> at any point that i see some shit that i don't fucking like it's on so like you better be very 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 fucking careful <laughs> God damn. moving forward watch it <laughs> like i wouldn't be Oh my God, I just, I don't think I could do it <laughs> and not go to jail. What the fuck are you at home teaching these little knobhead boys that made them decide that this was a good goddamn idea? Where, do you, where did this come from? The same thing, uh, same place the damn designer learned the shit she learned from. Who? The designer. Oh. Nigga, it's, nigga, nigga. Exactly. That, but that's what I'm saying. The fuck are y'all doing in your household that this is okay? 
because in my household they know not to do no bullshit like this and i wouldn't have never had to come up to the school and my daughter didn't hail somebody down because she know fucking better and she know that that's not how we raised her and she know that that's not what the fuck we do in this house but apparently your kids don't know that shit apparently you're not teaching them those kind of lessons and apparently whatever it is that you are teaching them makes them feel like this shit is all right i'm gonna be so passive aggressive and petty in that bitch <laughs> i'll be like when your son uh I just want you to take this moment as a learning opportunity for the day that your son's a rapist. <laughs> because you had one son that was the ringleader. I imagine the one who cut the hair off. But you had two sons that were complicit in holding this girl down and putting their hand over her mouth. So, you know, research shows that your sons are likely psychopaths <laughs> with conduct disorder. And you should probably take them to a psychologist and get them medicated if they don't need to be involuntarily committed right now. <laughs> Them niggas gonna be mad. They'll be mad as fuck. <laughs> oh, I I just when I see stories like this, I just don't know. I would like to think that I would not lose my shit, but like I get so angry and it's not even my kid. A kid that I carried for nine months, that I gave birth to. That I was twisting her goddamn locks every month or however many, however many times we had to do her hair. And you didn't, and we didn't grew this hair since she been in the world. And you cut her fucking hair? What do you expect me to do besides go the fuck off on y'all? Like, what? Give me a reason. That's what I need. You know what? Fuck all of this other shit. I need you to give me a good reason right now that I shouldn't whoop all y'all asses. And jail ain't it. So try again. Ugh. Lord, you know me. Please don't let this happen. Didn't that happen to you? Didn't that happen to you? It did. My brothers whooped his ass. <laughs> Somebody cut your hair off with some scissors. White boy cut my pigtail off. I had two little pigtails. He cut. He didn't cut the cut it all the way off, but it was a noticeable difference. My brothers whooped his ass. So at that point, my mom like she. I mean, she went up to the school, but like she didn't even get mad at them. She was just like, I think she would have been more mad if they would go on the bus with me and come home and be like, such and such cut hair, and they, y'all didn't do nothing. Like, I, I feel like that so would have been one of So both of your brothers, things. Corey mm-hmm. and Mike, mm-hmm. whooped them up. And they was on the same bus? Mm-hmm. Because the K through 12 all ride the same buses. Yeah. Always in the neighborhood, I guess. Yeah. And, well, he lived, we, we got off the bus stop before him, and he got off after us because he lived down the road from us. So did they, like, beat him up the same day, or? Yeah. After y'all got off the bus, or no, because we don't get off the bus with him, they beat him up on the bus because we get off the bus and then the bus go on and take him a little further. What consequences did they get? I think they got my mama had to take him to school, I can't remember how many they got suspended off the bus, mm-hmm. but she they didn't get it, she didn't care. <laughs> she, she was more concerned with this little white boy cutting my hair, so they got suspended, but I don't know for how long off the bus. but she was just like, okay, Street I'll take justice. you to school, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> she didn't, now, if they had got suspended for any other reason, and she had to get up in the morning, and because she get up, she worked third shift, so she'd be getting off in the morning, which means she had to get up and take them to school. If it had been for any other reason, she'd have beat their ass. But like for that, she was like, all right, I'll take you to school. <laughs> that was it. Then nothing else happened. That was it. I can't. I, 
But see, I can't even. That was then. I feel like now with the way that I wouldn't even want my sons to do no shit like that because I can't be sure that you ain't gonna get killed. You know what I'm saying? Even if you are taking up for your sister, so I would want them to let me handle it, and then I would end up going to jail. <laughs> I don't even think I would have the expectation for my little black boys to go and do anything aggressive because. I don't think I don't think your mama had that expectation. It was just one of them moments where you realized what they did and then became proud of it because you <laughs> didn't realize that as much as y'all get into it at home, I did not know you was gonna beat somebody ass for y'all sister. Yep, that was a good thing to know. I'm glad I learned that about y'all. Pretty today. much, yeah, because they used to beat up. That my brothers always they can beat up on me. Can't nobody else do it. My brothers put me in the trunk of the car and club all kind of shit. They can do that, but couldn't nobody else do it. They weren't cool with nobody else doing no shit. So. How do your older brothers get along? They don't. They never have. Even then, they kind of collaborated for common interests, but they ain't really any fool with each other like that. Mm-mm. I got you. Which made it even more like, okay, niggas, y'all don't even <laughs> like each other. Y'all got together and decided, like, fuck this. <laughs> so for in that moment, they were they was of one accord, but like they can't stand each other. They I don't even think they've talked. It's been years. They don't talk to each other. Like they don't fuck with each other at all. So yeah. And they never have. They've been they were the two that fought all the time. Me and William got along great. I got along with them. William got along with them. They did not get along with each other. Mm. They have had an adversarial relationship the entire time they've both been in the world. So Yeah. Um so yeah, that made it even more special because they got together and was like, Oh fuck this. <laughs> Mama was mad. Oh, she was cause then she had to cut the other side of the match. So, say what? Oh, your mama did. She had to cut the other side because it it was it looked stupid. <laughs> like he didn't cut again. He didn't cut the whole pigtail. What was your know. interaction with that boy after that? It wasn't no. He <laughs> he went in your grade. He didn't know you. We rode the bus together. That's that was it. it. Yeah, we. Oh. He was Clayton. His name was Clayton. <laughs> Clayton. Clayton was either one or two years ahead of me. He was. We weren't in the same grade. He was older than me. Damn. But. He used to have these. Uh, I don't know if you know Calvin and Hobbes. It's a mm-hmm. the the yeah uh, the tiger and the boy. Yeah, he would have those books, and so I would like he would let me see his books on the bus. So I thought we was cool. I, I'm not even sure what possessed Clayton on that day to get his little scissors out of his little art kit and cut my fucking because he was sitting behind me. I don't even know why. <laughs> I still don't know why. I didn't. I don't know. They ain't asked no so question. So like you, it wasn't no conflict or nothing. You just saw your pigtail fall on your shoulder, and he was laughing because he thought it was funny. Oh. And what did you say? Like, I I listen. My mom had put the fear in me of her. <laughs> So my reaction was like, mama, like my mom was going to get mad as fuck about this. Like I was upset about my hair being cut because I knew my mom was going to be upset. And I thought I was going to get in trouble. My brothers were like, what the hell? And they don't, Mike curse, Corey did it. And they was just like, and my bus driver was like, what's going on? Man? It was just a whole fucking thing. <laughs> we had to pull the bus over. It was a whole thing. And my bus driver was a woman, not a man. So she having to break up this fight, three boys. Oh, man. <laughs> it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. It didn't sound like a fight. It sounded like a molly whopping. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, they they were way older than Clayton. Clayton was, because I would have been in, like, I was young. And you said Clayton got off the bus before y'all. After us. After you. So he knew y'all was the he knew y'all was family. Yeah. That's <laughs> reckless behavior. 
Yeah, he look, must have had a fucking bad day at school or something. Our bus, my I take I grew up in a neighborhood where it was mostly my dad's family. Mm-hmm. So like our bus was almost empty after she left our stop because at our stop almost everybody got off because we all lived in this same little neighborhood. So it was one bus stop for us. so like. Any uh, any number of them could have whooped his ass because we all were related <laughs> and most of the bus got off at my bus stop and so then he lived up in the little it's a little mountainy area in Talladega where the bus like the road uh, we we've had she's come late before and we've had or I don't remember why we've had to ride the bus to go up in the mountain with her before that shit is scariest for the road was so narrow I don't know what it looked like now but um yeah he knew all most of the people on the bus was related to me but it was my brothers that got (laughs) for cutting my hair and it wasn't even nothing as traumatic as what happened she got held down mouth covered up arms held down like that Again, I'm just sitting like la 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 and then see my pigtail fall. That was a lot more traumatic what she went through. Yeah. So. That's bullshit. Man, fuck them. But yeah. I hope I never have to find out what I would do because it wouldn't be anything good. Um. <laughs> so. Argentina woman sentenced to 13 years in prison for cutting off man's penis because he shared their sex tape god damn <laughs> here's what's crazy okay this was it. brenda baratini 28 reportedly cut off 90 percent of 42 year old sergio fernandez's penis i'm not really sure why they said 90 percent because does it doesn't matter at that point hell no it don't matter <laughs> why the fuck does if you cut off 10%, that shit is horrible. <laughs> I'm not really sure why they decided to say that it was 90%, but uh, she cut off 90% of his penis and also one of his testicles. <laughs> God damn, did that much blood come from when your penis get cut off? What are you looking at? A picture of the scene. Oh, shit. God damn. Look. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Well, you know it pumps blood. I That's know how it, it pumps blood. <laughs> I know. I got one. <laughs> Ooh, that's bloody. That was whew. Jesus. <laughs> oh God, she used a pair of pruning shears. If you don't know what pruning shears are, if you garden, it's like scissors that you use to cut weeds and stuff with. So it's, they have to be very sharp. <laughs> so what she did was she premeditated the attack she she found out he had shown their sex tape to his friends without her consent she decided to get back at him so she had told him that oh let's get kinky tonight baby and had him in a chair blindfolded him <laughs> had him in a chair naked blindfolded him <laughs> and cut his dick and ball off so he didn't even see it coming. And I that only equation only um thing that I can equate that to is I've woken if you ever got a leg cramp in the middle of the night like you were asleep and your legs seize up and get like that scary like oh my god what's going on I I would imagine it would have been that times like 20 to have your dick cut off. <laughs> when your eyes was blindfolded. You think something freaky about it. <laughs> Man, don't be really weary of your woman when she want to do some new shit. Okay? 
Just be weary, especially if you done some bullshit. And I think this is a testament to the quality of his friends. How the fuck did she find out? Like, did one of the friends be like, Probably I seen so. you naked? Probably so. Or maybe she seen, like, the video on his phone and saw the share and was like, you shared this? Either way, it he goes. ain't going to be doing this shit again. <laughs> See, this would have been way different if it was, like, back in the day and you had that sex tape on VHS. <laughs> You'll know who got it. You get it back. And that's all. Like, now it go viral, it be gone. You can't even can't have no control over it once it get on the internet. So, yeah, I mean, now had she not cut his his dick and his his ball off, you know they have revenge porn. Well, it's not in Argentina. I don't know. In America, I know they have re- like there's a whole thing with revenge porn now. I mean, maybe she wouldn't have been able to claim that if she cut his dick off they might be more concerned with the fact that she premeditated cutting off his dick yes you're not going to go into a whole goddamn uh <laughs> chamber and court full of men and be like yeah i cut 90 percent of his dick off because whatever reason no matter what's behind it because them men gonna be like damn like i don't care what he did to you you cut his meat off that's just enough that's enough he suffered the crime and you suffered that's, that's enough his dick I'll and a ball. It, we call it even. One ball. She left him a ball. She left what him a ball. ball. Look like. Let's see what a testicle look like. Oh, te- <laughs> just one. <laughs> oh my goodness, the bloody scene though. Like, I guess it makes sense because yeah, your body pumps blood to that area of the body. So like, maybe if there's some kind of trauma, <laughs> that was a lot of blood. <laughs> Vice, vice show up how to eat testicles. Yeah, fuck. Well, you know people eat um, the nasty bits. Testicles grilled. Oh my god, what? You know they eat cow testicles and they're called. Oh, what is it called? There's a dish that is cow I testicles. Search this. And it's this called was a bad search. I see. Searching this and searching um ventriloquist dummies are Rocky bad Ma- searches. Rocky Mountain oysters. That's what it is. Rocky Mountain oysters is a is is um cow balls. Hell no. It's a dish that you can order at restaurants in specific places. Like you can't just go in any restaurant and get Rocky Mountain oysters. But yeah, that's people eat cow balls, bull balls. <laughs> I don't know how they're prepared, but I know that Rocky Mountain oysters is cow balls. Well, like I said, searching searching what a Tesco looks like outside of the sack. And ventriloquist dummies are very bad searches. <laughs> they are the ventriloquist dummy one is creepy as fuck. Listen, man, look. If you have a woman who's willing to make a sex tape with you, knowing and you know that she's trusting you not to shed it, look, it's too much going on in the world right now for you to think that you're just gonna get away with that shit. Cause if it hadn't been her, might have been her people. Like it's a dangerous thing to do. And it's really not worth it. Cause now he ain't got a dick. And just a ball. Was it really worth showing your friends? Like, oh, they you the big man, you look good to them, and now they looking at you with the sad face because they know you don't have a dick. Well, maybe he can get him a machine meat. <laughs> your remote control penis. <laughs> now he won't get no feeling from it, but he'll be able to exactly. you know, his woman emulate. They're not he can gonna. get his woman the size she wants. He could be like extendo to six inches, extendo to eight inches. Extend over 10 inches. If he, it's like, you know, like a car antenna, how you 
pull it all the way out and it's like <laughs> zoom all the way big, but you could push it down like two and you be like you have a remote control meat. If he's a put a little man. put a little bend in it. Do she like to bend to the left, bend to the light, right? Deflate it just no. in case she wants some less if girth. He's the kind of man that would share a sex tape for his own ego boost he's the kind of man that cares a lot more about himself than the woman that he with so i'm pretty sure that him getting a machine meat as you put it what he ain't gonna care about that he don't get nothing out of that and his boys are still finna be looking at him with the say you ain't got a dick they know everybody know everybody knows you don't have a real dick now because it is this with this story <laughs> like everybody knows <laughs> she should go try to seduce all of them because they seen the video and just cut all they meats off Oh, they, you know what? And the sad thing is, she probably could do that. Men are stupid when it comes to say, like, instead of them being like, she already cut his dick off, and she probably mad at us. They just be like, oh, get some ass. <laughs> she probably would be able to do it. Probably so. That is sad. At least three times. <laughs> because they would. Oh God, look, I don't make. I don't. I've never made a sex tape, and it's just I don't trust that people. you know of. Okay, I've never consented to making a sex tape. <laughs> let me say that, um, because I you you just cannot trust people. You do not know you. It's the same. You know you're supposed to be able to trust the people that you with, and, and that it, it'll be just between y'all. But everybody that makes a sex tape usually think that's gonna be the case, and then that shit get out. Like at this point, I just nah, <laughs> nah, not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Um, so yeah. And again, there is a danger in doing that because you don't know how that person is going to respond and you don't know how her family is going to respond. So you might be out here dick and ballless. You don't want that. <laughs> be the last sex tape you make. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Argentina. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't look up no. Uh, that's a bloody crime scene. That was a lot of blood. Damn. Ooh. And then like you gotta call them. He had to wait for them to get there and just. I just uh, that had to be very painful. I would imagine. <laughs> she crazy man. He crazy. He shouldn't have shared her tape. I don't agree with cutting his dick off, but I get it. <laughs> mm, see, that's where we disagree. <laughs> You never understand getting no meat cut off. Listen, he embarrassed her. He hurt her. And so the best way to do that back to him <laughs> is to cut his meat off. Know, you know. That is y'all pride and joy. It's the most thing, it's the thing that y'all are the most proud of usually on your body. It's your dick. Yeah, listen, Take I that wish away. I wish I would share a, a sex tape with a woman of a woman that I was with and she cut off my meat and I shared it to six dudes. We would have a whole. I would turn into the super villain of sharing that fucking sex tape. That sex tape gonna be on CNN, goddamn. By the time I'm through with this shit, that shit gonna be on the black market. That shit gonna be on CNN. That shit gonna be on Pornhub, XNXX, Red Tube, all of them motherfuckers. You go five say it times. I'm gonna name on something different for every genre of people. I'm gonna name it foot fetish sex tape. I'm gonna name it stepmom sex tape. I'm gonna name it all kind of shit so everybody gonna search it and go for it. She will be ruined. She think because my five friends know about the shit. Wait until after this shit happen. But you still ain't gonna have a dick. 
Well, I ain't got a dick nowhere. I mean, it ain't like I ain't got a dick. I might as well not do anything horrible to anybody ever. Hell no. I ain't got no dick. So I'm finna be the worst nigga ever. I'm gonna be the worst nigga alive now. I ain't got no dick now. I should be a humanitarian. Hell no. My dick gone. No humanitarian. Finna make this world suffer. I'm definitely finna make her suffer. She cut my meat off, man. With pruning shears, like first of all, pruning shears are sharp. They're not that sharp. So like, this was not where she just went and cut it off. Like she had to like. <laughs> no, I think pruning shears are sharp. They ain't sharp enough. Like the cut through a penis that was probably hard at the time because he thought they was finna do some sexy time. I don't think that she could have just went and cut it off. I think she could have. <laughs> It ain't nothing but flesh. It is, but okay. like, and that's why it was so much blood. He was hard because he thought they was for to have sex. He thought she didn't put this blindfold on me. I'm about to get you. Ain't got no business being hard if a blindfold the only thing that done touched you. I mean, she might have did some other things to get him, you know, comfortable so that he wouldn't suspect that, and then just. <laughs> We don't know what led up to the actual cutting. And did she get the dick and the ball one in one troop? Or did she have did she cut off his dick and then go back and cut off one of the balls? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't wanna know, man. That shit's hard. That shit's harsh. It's very bad. <laughs> he shouldn't have said the sex tape. Don't do that to people. Look, the uh crowns are not equal. <laughs> Crimes are not equal. She should have took a video of him. It's not the same. She should have. She should have pegged him and took a video oh, of it. I was finna say there's a win, reason why women don't share sex tape with men because it ain't gonna be looked at the same. He's not gonna get anything negative from somebody sharing a sex tape with him. Men don't give a fuck about that. That would not have been equal. Now if she had pegged him and shared it. Maybe <laughs> that might have been. But just a regular sex tape. Men ain't. Well, this crime that. still ain't equal. I mean, there's so much shit she could have done. I mean. She disfigured the man forever, okay? Her, whatever her career is ain't going to be fucked up forever. That man ain't never going to have no meat unless he get machine meat. Well, and we don't, that ain't even out yet. Look, she, the, it, the psychological pain that she felt from having that happen, this, it lasts forever, so. Nah. <laughs> so why he got to have the psychological pain to get his meat cut off and the disfigurement for the rest of his life? Both of those things. <laughs> he probably gonna hire somebody to cut her titties off. <laughs> Still not the same. She could get fake boobs and be not fine. with no titties. People that get mastectomies, they can they can fix that. Like women who have breast cancer that have to get their boobs cut off, they can go in. And, they, it could be done. She'd be better off than him losing his dick. <laughs> but it's only so much skin you can pull for that though. Get skin grab some other part of your body. So it's possible. I feel like that's a that's an easier fix than a, a dick being cut off. I guess I guess her clitoris should get cut off then. That would have to be the equivalent because she wouldn't be able to feel no pleasure from her clitoris anyway. Whew. Don't be out here sharing sex tapes. That's that's what that's the lesson to take from this. Don't do that. You don't know how people gonna respond to this shit. He consent, probably thought gentlemen. that she would have been upset, but I'm sure he didn't think his dick was going to get cut off behind that shit. Because if he thought that, he wouldn't have did that. <laughs> he would never have shared that shit if he knew that this is how it was going to end. Consent. Can't do that. 
So. So, Amber Geiger. Um, if y'all didn't know, uh, Amber Geiger is the woman that killed the police officer that killed both of them, John, which was a black man just chilling in his apartment. In his own goddamn home. <laughs> and so I'm going to talk about several things from the case because the trial is starting now. So she done took the stand. She's crying, empathetic. White woman to use. Yeah. She said that she was scared that whoever was inside of her apartment was going to kill her. And she was sorry. And she got to live with that every single day. But that nigga don't get to live. I was just going to say the key word being um, that you're going to live with it, bitch. Like, don't nobody feel bad for you. It. So, okay, that's number one. Number two is that uh, video show officers frantic attempts to save John. So um, they tried to save him, but it was too late to save him. A big part of that is because she calls, she called one of her, uh, she called her partner after this happened. Like um, she didn't call for backup. She called her partner and just told him what happened. So she was more concerned with how she was going to get out of this situation yes. at first when it happened than what actually happened. She concerned about how she gonna get out of this situation now. That ain't just first when it happened. She's still only concerned about that. Cause you understand talking about how you wish it was him, wish it was you instead of him. He be dead still. <laughs> he shot you, a police officer. Get the fuck out of here, man. So residents and ranger testify about confusing floor plans. So there's an ex-police officer, Ranger David Armstrong. Wait a minute. I don't know if his name is Ranger or if he is a Ranger. <laughs> Ranger David Armstrong. I hope he's a Ranger and that his name is not Ranger. It says residents and Ranger testify. I still can't tell if it's his name or not. Anyway, this guy said that. Uh, so they, he basically said that he don't believe she committed a crime. And it's a black guy. He got a lot of criticism. Uh, he said he didn't. she didn't commit a crime because everything she did was in the context of what she believed was true at that moment. And they talked about the confusing floor plan. Uh, and they interviewed all the residents in the building. And they basically all said that at some point or another, they've gone to the wrong floor. Has anybody else been fucking killed, though? I don't give a fuck about if it's confusing floor plan. If, if it ain't been regular murders in the fucking building and when somebody confuses, they I don't want to hear that shit. That fucking shit don't matter. I've gone on vacation and, like come back to the hotel and got on got off on the wrong floor or some shit i get that part but i ain't never fucking killed nobody because i was at the wrong room they don't give a fuck about that confused the floor pants she still made a decision after she went to the wrong apartment that ended in his death so you can miss me with that yeah because the dude did ask her he said then why didn't you just take cover or why didn't you call for backup he said you could have done those things and she said i could have yeah and but she did that because she was scared um, so she had a sexual so the partner that she text she had a sexual exchange with him before that like it was like a sexual interaction that they was having so that's weird another thing is that you know they say that he was the way that he was shot there was a bullet the bullet came like from the lower part and went up through his chest like she was crouching so either I guess he was that much taller. Maybe he was bending over trying to run for cover or he was on the ground when they shot him. It ain't really no answer to how that happened. You know, at some point they was talking about this. There was pictures that came out of them two together in a social environment, but there was no ver verification if that was true or not. Um, 
Another thing is the witnesses can't tell the jury that they think she acted reasonably. That's one thing that Ranger was trying to say was she, that she acted reasonably. She didn't though. Is again, if you're if the if the thing that you're gonna say is that this happens in this building. Uh, people don't die though like yes it may be that the floor plan of that building might be confusing but when other people go to the wrong apartment nobody else has died so that's not the same thing and it's irrelevant it doesn't matter i guess that's a hard part for me because another hard part for me because all this is fucked up but i understand them saying that she acted reasonably her actions while believing what was going on was going on was reasonable the problem is, it was not what was going on. So the question becomes, does it make a difference between you being in the right context and, and making the decision that makes sense versus you making a decision that makes sense, but it's the wrong context to do it, which in this instance is the wrong apartment complex or the wrong apartment. So clearly, if she walked into her apartment and all of that shit happened, it'll be fine. Yes. So she walked into the wrong apartment and she did all of that shit she was in the wrong apartment, so it all turned out to be wrong because of the wrong apartment. But technically, what she did was what anybody should have done in that situation. So I but understand again, it, but it's fuckboy shit still. It is. Because, again, this is if this has happened before in this building, those people managed to not kill each other when somebody came to the wrong fucking apartment. Like, again, this has not been a regular occurrence in this building where people just be dying left and right. She made the decision to pull out her gun and shoot him in his own apartment because she was scared. Like, what if she had had the gun and she wasn't a police officer? If I walk, if I, because if I go to my apartment or if I go to the wrong door, I don't have a gun on me. So the shit going to end a little different because there's no way for me to shoot them. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave and call the police and have them come and check it out. If I ever go to my apartment and the door open, I ain't going in there. I'm not doing shit but going back to my car and calling the police. I'm not going in there. <laughs> and I feel like if she was treated exclusively like a civilian, this would be a slam dunk. But she's being treated under the context that she's a police officer, I imagine. And she got a lot of police support. Mm-hmm. I mean, the reality is this is a problem all the way around. And um, and regardless of what the outcome is for her, she's still alive. He is dead. His family lost him. He lost his life behind some bullshit. And so I just don't care about her white woman tears, to be honest. I just don't. I don't feel bad for her. I don't feel sorry for her because at the end of all of this, she's still going to be alive and well. His life was cut short. He didn't even do shit. Literally did nothing wrong. Nothing. But be, in, be where he was supposed to be. Minding his fucking business in his own apartment. Bullshit. It's Fuck bullshit. Her. Yeah, I guess if she gets off, we'll see more what what America's made of. Stupid. Um... Let me see. Oh, yeah, this was fucked up, too. And she's white. <laughs> Just a coincidence. Elderly woman admits to killing her disabled grandson out of fear that no one will be able to care for him when she passes away. <laughs> the hell? Now, listen. He was 30 years old and lived in a group home, okay? Only time grandma had him was on the weekend, Saturday and Sunday. 
You're so concerned about what's going to happen to him two days out of the week that you killed him, ma'am. Fuck out of here. You... <laughs> and she killed him so... Like, she was so calm with it. She killed... She gave him an overdose of pills and he died. His sister came over and was like, hey... He's not breathing. Or it looks like he's... No, she said, it looks like he's not breathing. Grandma looked at her and said, oh, that's because he's not. And the sister was like, what you mean he's not breathing? And then that's when Grandma told her what she did. Calmly. Like it wasn't shit. <laughs> Damn, Granny. Granny! Like, if okay... I was at first. I was like, maybe she was tired of taking care of him, and this was her. But you, it's only two days. He live at a group home. You don't have him seven days a week. You're not helping him. So he lives at a group home. You had him there two days, and you kill him. Talking about you don't know what's gonna happen to him when you die. So he gotta die. What? (laughs) How does that make sense? Don't make sense. Man, Mildred, if you don't sit your ass that her name's not Mildred, but that's like the most old lady name I could come up with at the time. Mildred needs to sit down. And the fucked up part is ain't no justice gonna come for them because Mildred, 87, even if Mildred go to jail, she ain't gonna be that long. <laughs> it's just fucked up. Like, it's not really anything they can do to her. She's 87 years old. 87 year old psychopath. She is. Take this long. She probably gonna kill some husbands and shit. I'm sure she had. She was way too calm about it. Like, she wasn't like nervous or nothing. The girl said he looked like he ain't breathing. She was like, that's because he's not. <laughs> and she said like it's justified or something. <laughs> well, I didn't you know, I didn't know what was gonna happen to him when I died, so I thought it was best for him to die before me. What? Garbage. <laughs> and she's not terminally ill. She's not finna die next week. Like Her <laughs> old ass don't know how long she gonna live. She just went ahead and decided to kill him. Like, Mildred, are you serious? Oh my God! You can't even your grandma take you out, Jesus, for no reason. <laughs> oh, Mildred's crazy. Okay, is now a new hate symbol. The okay symbol, you know, with your hand, your thumb, yeah. and your pointer finger is on the touching each other, yes. and you got the three fingers. Okay, the universal sign for okay. Why is it a hate symbol now? It has been declared a hate symbol by the ADL. What does ADL stand for? Anti-Defamation League. So, this is what happened. The alt-right, which is full of alt-white people, but the alt-right basically said that leftists are so dumb you can take anything and make it racist. So, their goal was to appropriate something regular to try to make it racist to prove the point that they can make anything racist. So they started sharing this symbol. It's supposed to mean white power, three W's and a P. And they started sharing it as that. The problem with those idiots and that they didn't recognize is that some that's how something comes to exist as, as what it is. You do it, you have a message behind it, and it becomes what it is. So in their heads, the okay symbol is just the okay symbol. You can't connect anything to it, but we're going to pretend like it. So them doing that, 
and people starting to use it as such and it become used at, at rallies and stuff they've seen it used at rallies it actually became the symbol that they was trying to pretend like they were gonna make it to be and it became that so that's why now the okay symbol is now a hate symbol living in america is real tiresome sometimes <laughs> like it's just tiresome like what the fuck <sighs> your whole goal was stupid like this is america charles gambino said it best he did and <laughs> i mean it is what it is like when we were in elementary school that meant zero noise level we used to have a walk around the hallways with our fingers like that it meant be quiet and that's when we got too loud i mean we didn't have to do it all the time i mean because here's the thing if you look at the the hate symbols that we have the most of them represented something else before white people got a hold of it and turned it into that the swastika turned a different way is a whole different has a different meaning so Hitler took it and made it into that but it, that's with anything like most of the things that have been used as hate symbols were not created because hateful people apparently aren't very fucking creative they just go find already established shit and just turn it into something else yeah, they don't create things <laughs> that's the easy way to do it <laughs> like the swap i want to say it was is hindu what is it i have no idea the swastika turned a different way um i don't even know how to spell swastika jesus it's one of the easiest words to spell. Sticker. I got it. It's the essence of sound it out. <laughs> um, an ancient, an ancient symbol in the form of an equal arm cross, uh, with each arm continued at a right angle. Uh, it's an ancient religious icon in cultures of Eurasia divinity and spirituality so it, it was an established thing and they just took it and turned it into that's what happens they're not creative so most of the things that they have this just them taking something and defiling it which is what happened with the swastika so like y'all so stupid that you <laughs> you're so dumb that you do exactly what is done to create these things and then try to blame it on the people being too leftist like no dummy <laughs> i don't know it's really really stupid and i just don't yeah indian have religious. time for it that's what it, i thought it was indian because they had the little they have it with the little dots you see this oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so that's what it was and they just took that shit and turned it into the Nazis took it and used it for that, but that's not what its original intent, purpose, and what it was created for. Most hate symbols was something else. Like what was the Pepe? Pepe the Frog, yeah. Again, <laughs> most things that become hate symbols start out of something else. Mm -hmm. Stupid. People are dumb. It's hard to make new stuff catch fire with hate. You gotta use old things that already <laughs> exist. Oh my God! Um, Jenny Ma says she has a responsibility to learn Jeezy's cult, Young Jeezy's culture, as a part of an interracial relationship. 
Jenny May. I don't know if it's Mom May. I've never heard somebody say her name, so I don't know. Do you think that? Do you think that's right? I mean, I don't know. I guess it depends on what your definition of learning that culture is. Does it mean that you are going to learn a bunch of stereotypical shit? Um, I guess it depends on what that means. And I feel like if you date that person, you need to have a little bit of an idea about their culture anyway before you start dating them. Um, I don't know. Then does that mean that he, I don't know what, she's Asian, but I'm not sure what, I never can tell, so I don't know what part of Asia her people are. I don't know, hard to tell. But she's Asian, so like, is he going to do the same, and what does that constitute, what does that mean for her, for him to do that? What about her Asian heritage does he need to know in order for him to I date I mean, her? if I was dating somebody uh, from another culture, I want to know everything I can know about their culture. I mean, clearly you're going to have to know things like what is it. So I worked with a Vietnamese client at some point, mm-hmm. and the culture is so, so different. And the culture is different even from North Korea to South Korea. I mean, mm-hmm. Vietnam, South Vietnam, North Vietnam. So, I mean, I would definitely want to understand her culture. And uh, I don't want her to understand mine. I mean, especially as vocal as I am and opinionated as I am, I want her to know that when something happened, I'm gonna be. I want her to be uh, comfortable enough to ask questions about what. You know, I want her to be able to say, "So, what about this situation makes black people mad?" You know, whether it be the Jenny, whether it be cornrows with the Jenners, or whether it be uh, Shea, a moisture and they uh hair products or whatever it is mm-hmm. that they do i do want her to be able to say that and i want to be comfortable enough to be like so what's the difference between south korea and north korea in terms of like how the people behave and whatnot like i said i guess it depends on what is meant by that what she means by that what or maybe she would um what mike would call jungle asian what michael <laughs> Oh yeah, Michael said he's a jungle Asian. Yeah, he's from the Philippines, <laughs> or oh, he's Filipino. That's what he referred to himself as. Yes, people, that's did. not racism. Yeah. That's what he called himself. What's up, Michael? Hey, Mike. And Leon. And Leon, yes. Um, yeah, I guess it depends on what what that means because I feel like there's a way for that to to go left. And, and this is why it would be hard for me to date a white person. I would go in knowing that all I need to know about their culture. <laughs> do they have culture? Yes, they do. Mayo. <laughs> raisins and things that raisins shouldn't be in. Um, no seasoning. No seasoning or because, because seasoning. they have seasoned mouths. <laughs> Their mouths are already seasoned. They don't need seasonings. From the outside, they already got seasoned mild. When they buy a piece of chicken with no seasoning on it, it's fucking delicious. Okay. It tastes bland as fuck to us. Yeah, when you got seasoned mild, that's why. No chicken without no seasoning. I'm like, just bite into the animal. That's why they be eating shit <laughs> rare and shit. Like, mm, I'll eat that rare because you already taste like it's seasoned because your mouth is seasoned. I guess. I again, I think it is a part. It could be a part, a very important part of an interracial relationship, but it has to be done in a way 
where you're at, you're actually benefiting from and and un, having a better understanding of that person. Just learning stereotypes and shit is not the same thing. I mean, you gotta also learn people within your culture. You know what I'm saying? Like if you white, you do need to see how racist your person is. Yes. And how racist their family is. You know, put up the okay symbol. And they be like, <laughs> okay, okay, you know that symbol. Or they be like, white power. <laughs> then you won if you're looking for that. You know. <laughs> so you gotta be careful You gotta craft your own relationship And you gotta know How to communicate with your mate Regardless of what color they are So you can find out where they match with you at And where they miss with you at I still think that they're a random parent Not because she's Asian and he's black Just because of who they are Like I just would never have put the two of them together Not that I wouldn't have put up with a black man Because she's Asian or not because I wouldn't have put him with an Asian Because he's black It would have been a different black man and a different Asian woman Like I wouldn't have I just wouldn't have thought they would have got together, but it's okay. You know, sometimes those odd pairings are the best ones. So maybe this is a situation where this is going to work beautifully. I hope this works out. Um, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. It's just a weird pairing. Like when I first saw this, I was just like, how the fuck did they meet and get together? <laughs> they don't even seem like they would be in a, going in the same social circle. So I don't know. If it works for them. Uh, if they like it, I love it. Uh, so there's a story out of Atlanta where these three young boys were killed in a home invasion. Uh, two brothers were 15 and the friend was 16. Uh, they broke into a man's home at 4 a.m. wearing masks and brandishing guns. They shot at people who were in the home. The homeowner fired back and killed all three. Okay. Right now, there's a growing discussion about whether this was overkill. The families of these young men think so. What? The homeowner feels justified in his actions. He was defending his home and the lives of those in it. What are your thoughts? What? Look, listen. I'm trying to figure out why it's a question. <laughs> right is right or wrong is wrong. If they end up shooting at people in the house and they get shot... What the fuck are you talking about is overkill? How is overkill is them going, breaking into somebody's house, shooting at folks? Are you kidding me? Listen, there are a lot of injustices that happen against black people. This ain't one. <laughs> this ain't it. I'm sorry. This is not it. They went in there shooting and, and ready to rob these people, and they got killed in the process. That's what happens sometimes when you have a life of crime. I'm supposed to feel bad for them and say that he shouldn't have killed them? No. <laughs> I got a dude on my friends list that posted something. I'm going to read it. Y'all not finna like what I'm going to say. Those boys in Georgia who tried to rob that man's house didn't deserve to die no matter how justified the killing was. They do deserve something else. Empathy. I've seen many <laughs> posts with the common refrain, I mean, if you run up on somebody's property, prepare for what's coming to you. But no one asked what type of community kids came from. Nobody asked why these boys felt they had to get means illegally. Nobody asked what resources could be brought to their community so that this doesn't happen again. Classism is ugly as hell and folks show their hand. Nobody's child ever deserves to die. You know what that sounds like to me? What? When white people do that. When white people <laughs> commit crimes and they be like, well, you know, he he had a bad upbringing. Oh, da, da, da. Like, that's what the fuck that sound like to me. Like, <laughs> Because here's the thing. It's probably other kids in the same neighborhoods with these kids that, that ain't out here robbing people at gunpoint. So, shut, <sighs> so this is my comment. 
it's nuanced. It's people, or it's possible to understand that in that moment that their deaths were highly likely while being conflicted about them deserving it based on their upbringing. It's also okay to understand that the homeowner dealt with he had to do for his own survival while wishing that this didn't have to be the outcome. Like, I think it's nuanced. I understand that if you, no matter how old you is, if you got you brandish a weapon at somebody's house, you're going to get your ass at blew away. At 4 o'clock in the morning, waking people up out of it, yes. But I do think it means something for it to be... Um, it means something for them to understand what kind of environment they came from. Um, even if it's just a bigger conversation in society, not necessarily caping for them and they bullshit ass behavior. So I think it's nuanced, man. But like, I just would have got robbed because I don't fuck with guns like that. Hoping that they wouldn't have shot me. Here's the thing about people that rob folks though. Yes, you don't fuck with guns, but this is America where lots of people fuck with guns if you go into somebody's home with the intent to take something from them and you yourself are armed in america boy now if this happened in canada he might have been all right because <laughs> they got gun control that we do not like that it's more than likely that the person who house you break into gonna have a gun in it did not i feel like you and i are anomalies the the <laughs> regular thing would be for there to be a gun in that household and for you to lose your life behind that this is america we love guns here lots of people have guns bad guys and and regular citizens and everybody has a gun so uh, that's a that is the risk that you take when you decide to do shit like that especially here where we know that guns are readily available to anyone who really wants to get one whether through legal means or illegal means so you know the odds are more that the person who house you break into they're gonna have a gun than not i feel like i feel like that's more often than not the case true story so can't just do what the fuck you want to do no, out here you cannot <laughs> like because what it, it what's going what would have been the his argument if it had been the other way and they killed everybody in the house but the boys had lived but killed everybody else in the house Know what I'm saying? Then like, what? <laughs> I guess you'll be happy your family is alive, but they're going to jail for the rest of their life. And now these people, family, got to bury they folks that was minding their fucking business in their house and wasn't doing nothing wrong and died because your family decided to go in there busting up in there shooting and shit. Like, right is right or wrong is wrong, and I will ride for my people when they right. But when they wrong, they wrong. Well, I mean, I think what my friend was saying still is that, you know, there's a severe lack of empathy as it pertains to black boys when it comes to black boys versus white boys uh, doing the same kind of stuff. Because you hear the whole world saying, well, they deserve what they got, whatever. But, you know, there's a certain group of people who understand the shooter from Charleston going to get in the burger afterwards. So, but, you know, Ain't none of us stepped into America yesterday. Just the shit that's been going on. Mm -hmm. Gonna continue to have them discrepancies, and there's nothing that can be done about it right now. So this is how we live. This is America. Yep. Um, another story I had, which I guess y'all can just look up on your own, is a transgender man who gave birth loses court battle to be registered as the father, and uh, an Orlando police officer arrested a six-year-old 
God. last week, oh, and they got fired. Um, but they have the audacity in this article to say that kids won't the kids won't be prosecuted. Bitch, the kids never should have been arrested. <laughs> so you should definitely not be using other court lingo on the situation. So, uh, they're making a Safe by the Bell sequel. Mario Lopez and Elizabeth Berkeley, which were Slater and Jesse, are supposed to reprise their roles in this reboot. I don't know who. It, I don't know that that's gonna do well in 2019. But Hell whatever, nah. huh? Hell no. Nah. Um, and Issa Rae is reportedly producing a Set It Off remake. Mm. Which I don't know if the world needs that. Set it off is fine the way it is. And they who, said young MA should play Queen Latifah. I could see that. Yeah. I mean she really she would like to do it. Any stud lesbian, I feel mm. like. Not many freshes. Not the many freshes. Oh, they gotta have a <laughs> Yeah, they gotta have a, they gotta have a cornrows. If you got just a short like low low Temp fade, you can't. I tube the man fresh. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have the corn rolls going straight to the back. Oh, first off, I hate you. Oh, I think that was all that. I... But I watched the young. I watched the young Ma video, and I like how young Ma video. I never heard any of her music. I ain't heard none of music either, but I like how she interviews. Basically, uh, she just she said no, and identifies as sexuality. Like she's, I guess she's non-binary. Um, without using the term, uh-huh. but you know they kept saying, "What are you like? Are you do you consider yourself lesbian?" She, I'm just young MA. You know they was trying to get her to say what it was, but a man one trying to hear, and I ended up watching a whole hour video because it was actually interesting. Huh? Man in the Bronx jumped in front of a train with his five year old. Thankfully, the the five year old lived. I guess he was gonna kill them both. If you want to die, die. Do not take other people with you. You jumped out with the five year old. Thankfully, she, I guess the train hit him and he covered her and she she didn't she survived. She was unharmed. Damn. The fuck that's fucked up. You jump in front of a train if you want to die. Why would you take her with you? That's that grandma all over again. Well, then life ain't gonna be good without me. What? <laughs> the fuck out of here. Thanks for the little girl survive. I sang them old church church hymns. Soon and very soon, <laughs> we are going to see the king. Soon, you're going to see the king of hell <laughs> if hell is real. What the fuck you taking the baby with you? Like, if you are if you want to die, you don't feel like, fine. It's still sad that you've lost hope and everything. I get that. Don't take other people with you assuming that they life ain't going to be shit because you ain't here. Like, don't do that. Give me a, let me see what it's going to be like. Damn. You know, suicide is normally not accompanied with a plan of uh, a change of schedule. It's normally something that happens very spontaneously. So it just might not have been, she just wasn't finna drop off the stranger in somebody's hands or nothing on here. If it was a, it was a man. It was a man. He wasn't going to drop the baby off. He just, at that moment, probably wasn't even realizing the implications of what was finna happen. I'm and glad getting the baby hit survived, by though. a train, whew, that's a terrible way to go. Wow. I mean, I guess it's survived. a quick way. Is what? I'm glad the baby survived. She gonna be traumatized as much. She's five years old. There gonna be some shit she remembers. <laughs> she was like so young where she might not remember these. Like five, you won't remember this shit. Oh, you said five, not five months. Yeah, she was five. Oh, so he probably wasn't carrying her like a baby. He 
Probably grabbed that motherfucker and tried to swan dive him up front. Yeah, the train. he probably scooped her up and jumped. And somehow his body shielded her from getting hurt. No, she wasn't five months old. She was five years old. Oh, shit. She was a kid, not a baby. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you got anything else um, on your mind? Do not. All right. Well, until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla.